Alright, in today's video, I'm going to discuss with you honor killings. I don't think I really touched this subject. I'm going to go through a case recently that's going on in India uh, of an honor killing. I'll give you the facts and then I'll give you my own opinion. I just found a couple of newspaper articles. So I'll read that to you. Then I'll go over honor killings and from a Pakistani myself, what they mean. Because I think they're far more prevalent in the way I was raised than what you get in the Western culture. So if you do end up liking this video, please subscribe. Help me get to a thousand subscribers. Um, and of course, if you do want to talk to me directly, Discord links are in the description. So, uh, in a shocking incident, a 19-year-old pregnant Indian woman was beheaded by her brother, who was helped by their mother. This shocking incident happened at the victim's marital home in Aurangabad, which is in Maharashtra, on December 5th, 2021. I'm pretty sure I butchered those names, but you know what? We move. Police have arrested the two suspects, who have been identified as 18-year-old Sanket Mot and his mother Shoba Mot, age 38. According to police, the violent murder was a case of honor killing as the victim, 19-year-old Kirti, got married to her boyfriend without her family's consent. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the theme of honor killings, without her family's consent patriarchy. There are rules to this shit, right? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, let me keep going with the story. Now, what made the murder more shocking was the fact that after committing the crime, Sankit and his mother brandished the severed head in front of neighbors and took pictures with it. They meant this shit, that's for damn sure. It is believed that Kirti and her boyfriend Ajay eloped on June 21st, 2021. This enraged her family as they were suspicious of Ajay's character. The couple got married in Pune. A few days ago, the couple returned to their home village of Goigaon. Again, I'm sure I butchered that. Upon hearing about their return, Sankit and Shoba arranged to meet Kirti at her home, claiming that they wanted to reconcile. On the day of the incident, the suspects visited Kirti at her marital home. Meanwhile, Ajay went into another room to give them some privacy. Kirti went into the kitchen to make tea and some snacks. However, her brother then attacked her from behind. As Kirti lay on the ground, her mother held down her legs while Sankit beheaded his sister with a sharp weapon. I'm actually getting emotional reading this. Wow, just imagine that scene, right? Ajay heard his wife's screams and fled the house, fearing that he would also be attacked. After killing Kirti, the mother and son threw the victim's severed head outside. Hours later, they handed themselves in at the police station. During questioning, the two suspects said that they killed Kirti because she had brought disrepute to the family by marrying AJ. The local police, um, the police officer, Surya Kant, who is part of the investigations team, said that it was a case of honor killing. It was reported that Kirti had been two months pregnant at the time. This will be confirmed once a post-mortem has taken place. Now, according to the police, uh, AJ has numerous cases lodged against him, um, including harassing Kirti. So her husband was quite uh, abusive. Anyway, AJ has denied these allegations. Meanwhile, the two suspects remained under arrest while the investigation continues. 
So now I want to talk to you about honor killings. I want to go, I want to look at it from a sociological perspective, right? Now, honor killings most often is the murder of a woman or a girl by the male family members, right? So the daughter or the sister or whatever is killed by someone who's male in the family. The killers justify their action by claiming that the victim has brought dishonor upon the family's name or prestige. You have a look at that there? You're listening to that? Dishonor? upon the family's name honor killings come from a place of vanity in the eastern world particularly in south asia where a lot of this happens right your reputation in the social space is gospel it's paramount it means everything right which purely is vanity because it shows how much you care what other people think right this is one of the reasons why so many South Asian weddings are so lavish. You've seen it, right? You've seen it when you see the women wearing the saris, the men in their you know, traditional gowns. In a concept, in a nutshell, that's completely fine. Nothing wrong with that. These are just traditional clothes. But when you see the money that gets thrown at it, the cars that get hired, uh, the amount of effort that goes into it, the colors and the lights and the big hoo-ha, right? It is done to show people, hey, look at us. And I'm telling you from first-hand experience, because I've lived in that culture, I've been through that, right? So, honor killings stem from vanity. Now, in patriarchal societies, the activities of girls and women are closely monitored. The maintenance of a woman's virginity and sexual purity are considered to be the responsibility of male relatives. So, as you can see there, women, uh, like men in the family, generally consider women to be under their not controlled, but under their wing. They're, they're the protectors of the women. Right? I don't mean this in a negative way. Now, in this male relative hierarchy, right? first the father, and then the brothers, and then a husband are generally the ones who consider to be the caretakers of her. Now, victims of honor killings usually are alleged to have engaged in sexually immoral actions, ranging from openly conversing with men who are not related to them, having sex outside of marriage this this applies to indians pakistan pakistani sorry and the middle eastern culture right it goes through hindu sikhism and islam right i can only tell you this from an islamic point of view because i am a muslim right but women generally in under the strict guise of islamic law cannot travel alone what i mean is is that if a woman is going to take a flight from say England no from America to England or like eight nine hour flight right generally speaking this would not be allowed as the prohibition of women in the past to travel alone was justified due to the circumstances that exposed them to danger and threats to their dignity and property right uh, in case something happens to them they get mugged or you know they get sexually assaulted or something it doesn't really happen anymore women travel all over the place no problems but this is the stricted sense of the law and it's another indication of how men are generally seen as protectors over women right however a woman can be targeted for murder for a variety of other reasons including refusing to enter into an arranged marriage or seeking a divorce or separation even from an abusive husband the mere suspicion that a woman has acted in a manner that could damage her family's name may trigger an attack these assumptions are generally based on men's feelings and perceptions rather than an objective truth. Bingo. There you go. I'm, I'm reading a, an article out to you, by the way. That right there is key. Perception rather than objective truth. 
as a member of the South Asian community, right? Live in America now, grew up in England, very conservative environment. The perception means everything. The amount of people, rich or poor, happy or sad, tall or short, and whatever other yin and yang you can think of, pay stock into what other people think of them is astonishing. Ironically, female relatives often defend the killings and occasionally help set them up. Although such crimes are widely suspected to be underreported, the United Nations Population Fund estimates that as many as 5,000 women are killed annually for reasons of honour. These crimes take place throughout the world and are not limited to one specific religion or faith. However, they have rather significantly and consistently occurred in various parts of the Middle East and South Asia, with nearly half of all honour killings occurring in India and Pakistan. In the 21st century, there was an increased international awareness of honour killing. However, some countries remained reluctant to take the necessary steps to effectively criminalise it. In the relatively uncommon event that a man was prosecuted for the killing, the subsequent trial would often focus on the woman's alleged behaviour rather than the violence committed against her. When a man was found guilty, the defendant could claim that the crime had been committed to restore solid family honour and petition the court for a reduced sentence. In India, for example, the government enacted strict penalties for violence against women during the 1980s. However, honour killings based on inter-caste and inter-religious marriages continued to take place in rural areas, where they were largely unreported to police because of direct or indirect support among village residents. Such murders were often ruled as accidents when reported, which is laughable to be honest. A woman beaten, burned, strangled, shot or stabbed to death could be ruled as suicide, even if there were multiple wounds and there was no possibility the woman could have killed herself. Now, I'm going to interject here because I think one of the reasons why honour killings are still a thing is the lack of exposure to the wider world, right? The antidote to ignorance is travel. And I think when you live in an environment that's very tribal and rejects any notion of the outside world, I'll give an example, right? Growing up, whenever the news was on or whenever there was an issue um, that concerned the Middle Eastern countries or something of that nature, if it was reported negatively, I would always reject the report itself. So if an incident took place in Pakistan or in India and BBC or Sky News reported it, I would never believe what they're saying simply because of my own confirmation bias or whatever you want to call it, right? But this was because I was living in an environment that glorified Asia or South Asia and held everything they did as gospel. Under the same token, if you live in that same environment, whatever the tenets and the social structure or the beliefs of that environment is, you are going to inherit them. They're going to become further escalated in your mind if you never leave that environment. We can all agree, regardless of your religion, regardless of who you are, regardless of where you come from, if you decide to marry X person, that is not something that should be killed over. If you marry someone that your family doesn't accept or you do it outside the laws or the boundaries of your religion, we can all agree, as sinful as it may be, it's not a sin for me, but I'm saying hypothetically, let's agree, yeah, it's a sin for hypothetical sakes, it's still not 
worth killing over. This ties in similarly to acid attacks that you see in Britain. I mean, I know they take place all over the world in Africa too, but predominantly in the Western world, they take place in Britain. Well, what is an acid attack, right? An acid attack is when someone throws acid on someone's face. But what's the main reason? Rejection, right? Generally speaking, women who refuse to marry X person, right? Whenever an acid attack happens, it's generally a case where a woman says, no, I don't want to marry you, right? That person cannot handle rejection because he is scared of what society is going to think of him, right? He is scared, well, this woman rejected me. Everyone's going to know. Future women have rejected me. All my days, what am I going to do? So as a way to make himself feel better and as a way to spite the person to whom he's been rejected from or rejected by, he throws acid on her face, which ruins her face and effectively finding a suitable partner for the rest of her life. And there you go. That's where the vanity comes from. The perception, right? In this scenario, the male assumed people are going to think less of him because he got rejected by a girl. He could not comprehend or he cannot comprehend in his mind. Similarly to Curti's uh, um, family, right? They couldn't comprehend going outside to the world and telling them our daughter is married to someone we don't approve of. Now, if you don't approve of the partner of uh you know your daughter or your, your your son or whatever i get that that there's nothing wrong with that that is not a sackable criminal offense but even if that was the case nobody nobody should be killed over it and it also shows the pathetic weak nature of these people that they loved their vanity and they held the word of other people in a much higher place than the love of their daughter thank you for watching Comment what you think.